Previously on Libel the Bible. I set the record straight about Europeans and their smug attitude. Despite her WAP, I do Cardi B. I don't do sounds. David's army decimates its enemies. And David makes a name for himself. David's soft spot for Jonathan has him hard for Mephibosheth. Too bad he couldn't fix his crippled feet. David's warriors are given a shaving. Joab fucks up the Ammonites. And now, episode 86 of Libel the Bible. Scott, Scott hears something rattling. Oh, you're recording? <laughs> you're such a jerk, man. I try. I try. Uh, hey, I'm Scott, and you know what? I am too tan to give a damn. And I'm rusty, and I could say that Scott is white as a ghost. No, I'm tan. I'm tan than usual. Are you? Yeah. yeah. It's oh, hard to tell with the lights. We've got like, yeah. uh, what is it, orange? Yeah. Or you never want to see me in the daylight anymore. <laughs> You can see Scott in the daylight. It's like trying to see like a ray of light. Yeah, it's like don't look directly at the sun, right? He's brighter than a photon. <laughs> I saw um, I saw some goofy Neil deGrasse Tyson meme on uh, one of them one of them Facebook things, and uh, it was like you you are living proof that like science something about science existing or whatever. And he goes that ray of light. Your shadow proves that a ray of light traveled ninety three million miles, almost hit the ground. And was blocked thanks to you. <laughs> just... I, I could, I hear it in Neil deGrasse Tyson's yeah. smug yeah. fucking tone. Yeah, he's remember when he used to be like a national treasure, and then like people just got tired of him because he's so fucking smug about it's like, everything. It was like Curtis Sliwa, man. Remember how he was a national treasure, man, and then he became like a total cracker barrel. That's more like sensibilities <laughs> changed, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but. I got to say, so he ran against Eric Adams for mayor of New York City. And Eric Adams is fucking out of his mind. I'm going to pull out my phone right now, and I am going to read you Do that. a quote and I'll, from I'll, and Eric I'll, Adams. And I'll preface, remember we had a whole Patreon uh, conversation about him. We had a, oh, yeah, about like. About God. Um, like he's like, it's, everything's about God. Yes, he wanted, like, he said that because, like, prayer in school has, like, disappeared or something. Yes. Well, if the country is going down the tubes and there's no more prayer in school, mm -hmm. maybe we should try it. Put it back in school. Get it right there. Yeah, let's let's see what do, happens. Let's not do that. All right. All right listen to this. You're scared. Listen to this Eric Adams quote. I'm, okay. I am scared of <laughs> prayer in school. Yes, you are right, Scott. You know what I mean. <laughs> so first, last week, he compared himself to Gandhi. But not just compared himself to Gandhi. He said, I am Gandhi-like. Okay? Now, now, listen to this quote. This quote is about outdoor dining. So ever since coronavirus... Like there have been outdoor sheds in New York City with outdoor dining. They've and they've just extended it, but now you have to get a license. A lot of people are opposed to this. It takes up parking spots. People don't like them. They're ugly. They attract rats. So he's trying to drum up like interest in this. So here's his quote. Mayor Adams, on one benefit of outdoor dining, quote, You're looking to date. You may drive by. 
You may see eye candy sitting down somewhere. You may want to park and come and slip them your number. Come have fun, man. Outdoor dining is the way to go. Stop. The mayor, that's the mayor of New York City talking about. I don't believe it. Seeing eye candy while you're driving down the street <laughs> and just harassing some poor woman who all she wants to do is eat a meal. She does not want you stopping your car and going into the restaurant. You don't think she requested like the seat by the open in the pl- opening in the so plywood she, so, so she would be on display? You know what? Now that you mentioned yeah. it, yes. If she was in Holland, she'd be, like a window, she'd be like a window with a red light behind her. If she didn't uh, want me harassing her, she could have fucking ordered like Instacart in. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Or gone into the restaurant. Yeah, she could have yeah, ordered so, Seamless. I'm Listen, I'm not saying Erica Adams is like, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he is, man. But I'm just saying both things could be true. Sure, Scott. <laughs> Eric got his nuts, and that woman was asking I'm for it. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Actually, I'm not saying anything, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yo, I speak volumes by saying nothing I at know. all. I was listening to, I forgot what word, and I'm listening to like an older episode, and you were like, and then he was like, <laughs> and then I was like, what? What did you say? And you were like, and you're like arguing with me that you absolutely said it. So like I rewound it, like, and I listened to it like four times. And I said it, right? No. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so what's yeah. up, Scott? So, oh, oh, oh. We're going we're gonna to have a new segment, man. It's going to be Scott whiffs at telling a joke. Oh, nice. Yeah, so last night I was, uh, I was at a meeting one of the organizations I volunteer for. And after the meeting, some people were hungry. So we went across the street to like a mini supermarket, like, like a super bodega. It's got everything. So they decided to order some sandwiches at like 1030 at night. Weirdos. Right. So I'm wandering around the store just checking it out. Right. And I come across the Pepperidge Farms cookies. They have a whole stat rack of different Pepperidge Farms cookies. Ones I never even heard of. Milano's are the best. Right. So, you know, you know how they come in that little sack. And it rolls rolls open from I the top. I just said Milano's like, are the best, so yes, right. I do know. All right. All right, so I'm just I'm asking like rhetorically, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> so you know they come in like a weird sack. They have very unique packaging, right? My balls come in a weird sack. So, so the two the two the two women <laughs> my, uh, that are that are there getting the the food, right? Yeah. They're maybe twenty feet away, right? So, so you're at the Pepperidge Farm display. Right. So they're like at the deli counter getting sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so now, I grabbed this bag of cookies. I'd never seen this one before. It was Maui. Mm-hmm. The name of the cookie was Maui. Pepperidge Farm Maui cookies. Nice. So I hold them up and I'm like, "Hey, ladies, why do these cookies stink like smoke?" Man. Right. Yeah. And they and they turn and they're like, "Ugh." Yeah. I'm like, "Too soon." Yeah. And like, "Ugh." And nobody in the store laughed, save one like young teenage girl that thought it was hysterical. Right. But then her mother like grabbed her and like yanked her out of the store. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the, the world does not have a fucking sense of humor, man. Right. So let me ask you a question, Scott. Post 9/11. <laughs> yeah. Were 9/11 jokes acceptable <laughs> to you? Probably and when I say post nine eleven, I mean like a good decade after nine eleven. <laughs> Any time between like nine twelve and a decade, <laughs> right. no, they were not acceptable. Okay. <laughs> the wildfires were pretty fucked up, Scott. They were really fucked up. You know, now that we fucking feel bad about it, all right? You know what? Wait, I, wait, wait. Would you say George Collins said you can joke about anything? 
I obviously, my heart goes out to these people, my thoughts and prayers. You're allowed to joke about it, but people are going to have a reaction to it. <laughs> Listen, man, what I tell non-offensive humor about cardigans being left at, at, at you know at the at security, like I didn't get a laugh. So maybe I need to be a little more. Did uh, you see like people suffering in the wildfires? I'm going to say no because if I say yes, that makes me a monster for telling that joke. <laughs> no, I mean like so. Nine eleven. I think really a lot of what drove it home was all the video footage that we watched. Right. Yeah. Sure. Right. It, like it was broadcast like all day on TV, yeah. you know, and all the footage was there because the goddamn twin towers were on fucking fire and all that shit was going on. Um, so I think it was easier to empathize with that because we saw it. I think if you really think about like what went down in fucking Maui, you know, how rapidly I watched a video where someone was recording the fire and it looked like it was miles away. And within the course of a minute, it was like right on top of this person. It was like fucking fast. It was like a fucking bullet train, like approaching. It was fucking crazy. Like the person recording, I couldn't believe it. People were jumping into the fucking ocean to escape like this fire. Yeah, all right, you make me start feel, start to feel really bad about telling this joke. So I think, but I'm gonna say another thing. I, about I not, think that you didn't like. You knew that the fire was going on, but I think it wasn't like one of those things that you really like thought about, like the human fucking, the human not. element of, of it. Of course not. Right. Yeah, I wasn't making like Uncle Owen and Baru jokes, man. By the way, I'm not like I'm not preaching that you should have no, made the joke. No. I'm yeah, like yeah, actually you defending you. By saying, like, I think if you would have thought about it in depth like that, you would have made the joke so soon <laughs> or so flippantly. Well, you said uh, all in the, all public. The, all the, <laughs> you know, like, maybe, like, maybe try it out, like, here with me before we go on air, you know? <laughs> all right. You know what? And probably the people I told the joke to, they probably were rip-roaring laughing inside, but they realized they were in public. They didn't want to they look were like the monster they I were, was looking Yeah, like. they were too yeah. ashamed. Another part of the 9-11 thing was not only was you inundated with all this footage and constant, it was also like in our backyards. And you were there. You know what I mean? So like if it was like, you know, if if, 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 that, if that happened on the other side of the world. Sure. We'd, we'd wait a couple of weeks to make a joke, I guess. Sure. I don't know. And by the way, let's not forget that 9-11 wasn't only the Twin Towers, right? A lot of times, like, you tend to only talk about, like, not you, 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 not you, Scott, you, you. but... <laughs> Yeah. The, the ro- not the royal you, whatever fucking you. <laughs> we, we as a collective, we tend to think about like the t- towers because that was on TV. Yeah. And we tend not to talk about like, uh, you know, United 93 and the other alleged plane that flew into the Pentagon. Right, right. That global hawk drone that they're trying to pass off as a passenger right. jet. Yeah. So, you know, um, all those fucking planes fucking went down tragically. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the failure of our government. So as I sit here and I'm looking at Scott, there's a poster behind him. It's the Berlin Wall. And on the Berlin Wall is scrawled graffiti with lyrics to a Pink Floyd song, Mother Should I Trust the Government. That's what's scrawled on there. Um, And... I want to talk about our failing government, Scott. You mean like in a small segment, right? Or like an entire podcast we're going to branch off into? No, that, just that, like, that, that could be talked about like every day. Just a small segment of how our government doesn't function anymore. 
Give it to me, man. So in the Declaration of Independence, when Thomas Jefferson wrote that letter to fucking King George, the Declaration of Independence was basically a letter saying why we're breaking up with King George. And the letter was like, you know, in the course of human events, if like, you know, a government is like fucking around, like it's the right of the people to fucking overthrow the government because the government's job is to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if the government isn't protecting life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, why the fuck do you want that government? It's There's a contract between you and the government. Fair enough. Our government does no longer functions in that manner. Our government now simply functions to um, further the aims of corporations and business. That is it. The government is not there to take care of the population. We are not prepared to handle anything. We had a pandemic in this country. Well, in the world, it's a pandemic. Pan, you know, being the fucking prefix for world. Yeah. Um, we couldn't produce ventilators. We couldn't get masks to people. We couldn't, like, have vaccines, like, fucking... When the vaccines were, like, ready, like, the rollout was, like, slow. Our government couldn't handle that crisis. Now, what we're seeing is climate change and these fires, whether they're occurring in Canada or California. Now, Hawaii, California is about to fucking get hit by the first ever, like, fucking hurricane. Do you know about this? Crazy. It's the first time ever that California is going to get hit. Ever? That's what I saw, the headline that I saw. Because usually they they can get hit by, like, typhoons or whatever, right? Because I think the Pacific Ocean is, like, typhoons. But this fucking, like, I don't know how this hurricane, like, is going to wind up, like, fucking in California. Oh, But it's coming from the east. Okay, I, I think maybe hurricanes and typhoons are named such because of their place of origin. Or it's it might be because of the way they rotate. I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Maybe the typhoon rotates, you know, kind of like when you're in Australia and you flush the toilet, it goes in the opposite way. Because, like, the hemispheres are like, not, not the hemispheres. That's not actually true. It's not true? No. Are you sure? What they call it the Coriolis effect? No, it's not true. The way the way, the way way toilet bowls are piped uh-huh. and the water flows, it's going to go in the direction it comes out of. Of the uh, okay, so I, from what I understand, it's not true. Okay, um, but the point being that the government doesn't fucking do anything when disasters happen, and if that is when you need the government to fucking do shit, right? Like think back to Katrina when <sighs> Katrina happened. Wow, how they did fucking nothing. People were dying in their fucking homes, yep. and we did nothing. So when Biden was asked like a week into these wildfires, because he still hadn't made a comment, he was asked about it. And his comment was no comment. That's so bizarre. No man. comment. Why, why? Like, why? Why about this topic? I've never heard him. He seems like he's pretty microphone friendly. Uh, when he wants to like, <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't prepared to answer the question. He was having a senior moment mm. again. He's an 80-year-old man who has the hardest job in the world. I got to tell you, like, I'll come here, you know, and I'm, like, mentally tired, and I can't have, like, an hour conversation the way I want to sometimes. 
I can't imagine being 30 years older, having a full day of like talking about like Russia and China and fucking the European Union and fucking political candidates getting murdered in South America and like a full day of that. And then on top of that, you know, worrying about like natural disasters. I can't handle it at my age. Imagine being 80. And in your, and in your position. <laughs> What's that? And in your position, you could barely handle it. And in my position. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being part of the government. <laughs> What's my position? Just a regular person dealing with it. Oh, just like hearing oh, okay. about it. It's getting, like getting, my station getting in life. Yeah. yeah. I thought my position, like, you know, like doggy. <laughs> Bent over. Yeah, so our government doesn't help us. And that's a real fucking problem. It's it's now shown time after time in like major crises. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be there for you. And that is really fucked up. That is a fucked up thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say they don't help us. I'm going to say helping us is secondary to their primary goals of the cooperation and their self-interest. They're just, you know, they're there to exist so they continue to exist. I know what I'm trying to say. You know, like they're, 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 they're they became a, a standalone monster almost. It's a corporate industrial complex. That's yeah, ridiculous what it is. And man. like they, the politicians are promised even if they lose their re-election bid, they get like put on the boards of these corporations where they draw like a salary. They go and join think tanks where like their job is just to write position papers and they draw a salary. So like there is like there are rewards for voting these mm. ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And they they might not be immediate rewards, but they're promises for the future and nice golden parachutes. Yeah. Unless you're like a Supreme Court judge and then you just get that shit like constantly handed to you and free trips everywhere. Even when I have a co- when I have a case before the court. Hey, you want to go hunting at my fucking lodge on my private plane? Sure, hop aboard. So if if Clarence Thomas, they deem that he actually committed like violations. I'm sorry, what's his name? Clarence Thomas. What did I say? Okay. I think you said first. Uh, well, who cares how I speak? <laughs> first, you weren't sure about the first name, but you got it. Like you started saying another one, but you wound up with Clarence. But then I think you said Thompson. <laughs> That's, that's, that's the, all right. There's, listen, Thomas. there's nine of them. Who can fucking yeah, keep can. up with all nine names? Yeah, this should be fourteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if he's if he's found that he violated rules, I don't know if he violated laws. Right? There's laws and there's rules. Um, like, what action are we going to take? Well, he didn't violate laws. He didn't. No. But he violated like ethical Ethics rules, right? Ethical they- like fucking standards of the bench. Like, lawyers can get disbarred for shit that isn't against the law, yeah, right. but it's, like, against the ethics of, like, their oath or whatever they fucking take. I don't know. So what would be the process to remove them? Impeachment. Yeah, which, yeah. All right. Which isn't going to happen because exactly. everything is political. Yeah. Again, that's a function of the yeah, government not fucked. working for the people. We are fucked. We are fucking fucked. They handle the little things well, I guess, right? Do they? They handle little things. Like I don't know. Why don't you give them? Right? Why don't you give them your cock and let's see? Oh, zing! 
Oh, you don't like that joke, right? Yeah, it's just right? infantile, man. It's infantile, man. You're right, man. Maybe I'll make a fucking joke about people getting burned up in fucking Maui. <laughs> uh, all right, make small penis jokes. <laughs> take, take the heat off me. <laughs> Uh, speaking of small penises, <laughs> how is David doing? Uh, Who's David? The guy in the Bible, that book we're reading. Oh, no. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to your uh, motel experience. Oh, right. So um, I went I went to um, a wedding like way upstate New York, like four hours north of New York City. Um, that, that's way upstate for me. That's about as far as I go. What town? Uh, Roxbury. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's a small. T- it's a what's around there? What other? How Caverns is like forty five minutes I've away. Never, I never heard of it until I saw your photos. Oh. Okay, well, well, whatever. It's it's way upstage. Can very you rural. It's like it's in like How a, Caverns. Um, in the advanced, it's not where the where the tour groups go. There is an advanced. Okay, part so there that, is yeah. a spelunking yeah, spot. Yeah. What is spelunking for people that don't know? It's like exploring caves, but not just like walking through like a. How you're cavern. like attached to like ropes. Yeah, and there's shit. like ropes. You need pickaxes and like whatever you know, like crawl through spaces and climb up. Okay. Rocky right. crags. <laughs> it's like it's like rock climbing but like the opposite of rock climbing you're like under the rock or inside the rock yeah. attached a rope you can repel right you can repel. I, I guess i guess it's the geography of the cavern that that's you're in decides what you do what you can do Why? what kind of fucking name is that spelunking because that's the sound like that you make when you fall from your harness into the fucking oh, like <laughs> uh, you all right spelunk nope <laughs> Yeah, so that's um, a onomatopoeia, so yeah. something like so, that. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Onomatopoeia. So, that's a yeah. word that sounds like itself. Like <sighs> splat is an onomatopoeia. What's an onomatopoeia, though? How was I able to roll that off my tongue just now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You're like an idiot savant. <laughs> <laughs> I said an onomatopoeia is a word that describes itself. I don't get the description. So, like the the word splat. Yeah. That's the sound that's made. Okay. Splat. So that's the word. That's an onomatopoeia. All right. I'm going to have to, you know, we don't want to take much more time on this. I'm not understanding your definition of onomatopoeia. Okay. Everyone else understands it. <laughs> that's, that's what's important. That's what's, so, I go, so I go up to this, um, uh, I got this wedding upstate. So we spent a couple of days and uh, grabbed like a small motel that had been renovated during COVID. A couple of dudes bought it. They almost went out of business, I guess, because the, the pandemic hit right after they bought it. So they decided to use that time, and they custom, like, handcrafted each room with a different theme. So uh, there was, like, space rooms. There was, like, Gilligan's Like the Q-Motor Inn. I've never been, but I, I've, heard, I've heard things. Um, so one of them was uh, called Fred's Lair, I guess, you know, copyright. It, it was made up to look like Fred Flintstone's house. Nice. So many years ago, I went to a Halloween party where... We went it all in as undead Flintstones or Rubbles. So mm-hmm. a bunch of us went like a zombie Fred Flintstone type I remember people. that. That was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't win the fucking first place costume, though, for some fucking reason. Who won? So, it was pretty funny, but I think a lot of people did it. It was when Fifty Shades of Grey was out. Yeah. And somebody had an entire dress made of the gray paint swatches from like Home Depot and like Lowe's when you go to the paint aisle. Yeah. And all the little pla- uh-huh. cardboard pieces. Yeah. Their entire dress was made out of different shades of gray. Oh. Uh, so 50 Shades of Grey. Okay. Yeah. So it was creative. It was creative. Okay. But, you know, we didn't steal, like, fucking shit from Home Depot to do it. Like, they must have, like, said, where the fuck did all the grays go? (sighs) 
man, Home Depot, man, it's dangerous over there. So uh, it's uh, the, the room was shaped like Fred Flintstone's house. Like it was all done up like Fred Flintstone's house. So I remembered I still had the... Was everything made of stone, like your table and your phone? It was made to <laughs> like look like when stone. You it was up, like, like the phone to call up like room surface. Was it just like stone? <laughs> it was like a, the horn. A pterodactyl. Like horn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everything was uh, made to look like rock. You know, it was all plastic. It was all like, you know, um, drywall work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... uh plaster and stuff so it looked it ju- looked just like Fred Flintstone's house mm-hmm. the mirror was surrounded like held it together with wood that was all slanted and crooked the bed so uh the bed was normal okay that was just that was uh yeah it didn't look um, weird like a normal bed in, in that kind of a room it was actually a little was oh no, like- no 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 the, the comforter was really cool it was like a what you would think of Flintstone's comforter looked like it was like an animal pelts right like stoned together like different animal pelts it was pretty cool did you have like an animal inside the tv with a candle to like backlight it <sighs> No, I don't know if there was a TV. There was a TV. But anyway, so uh, I remember I still had the costumes. So we took the, the Rubble, Barney and Betty Rubble costumes. We being? Me and my person that I was in the hotel room with. Okay. It's a weird question. Because <laughs> you were like, we. Yeah. So okay. uh, we, uh, we, we, we took pictures in the room dressed mm-hmm. as Barney. And, and uh, so we sent, we sent them to the, uh, the hotel today. Mm-hmm. Like, thanks for the stay. It was great. And, like, <laughs> included these pictures just uh, with no comment. Just included the pictures. Right. So we'll see if I get a response so, about that. So you're hoping, like, they, they post, like, the picture on a wall? If they post that picture on a wall, I want, like, a, like a fucking royalty or something. Right. You know what you should do? You should send them your Maui jokes so they can post it underneath <laughs> that fucking picture. Don't take a reservation from this guy ever again. <laughs> Be on the lookout. Okay. Yeah, so. so did you have... Uh, fun at this uh yeah the wedding was room? cool it was like up in a mountain no the, the room was no by the time i got back to the room every night i like, just passed out so uh, it was fun to look at like when i woke up I was like oh it's cute right, but like, yeah right, it, was, right. no, it wasn't like i was hoping they would have been creative in the shower and like had like like a, like a woolly mammoth trunk coming through the wall or something because right. remember the, the sure sure <laughs> that would have been cool but the wedding ended up being like in like a in a, in a barn like halfway up a mountain yeah barns it was have, awesome barns was have awesome. become like uh a thing. Nice. Uh, my friends up in uh, Vermont, they got married in a barn. Oh, nice. They had like a barn wedding. There were like goats at the wedding. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. There were no goats at this wedding. No goats? They had really? goats no man, animals? I freaking well, it was like on a farm and in a barn. There was a barn. It wasn't really a farm where I went. There was a barn, but no farm now that I think about so it. So it was like it was like they built the barn yeah. Oh, to yeah. emulate like the oh, real weddings. It that did not I, look like an old barn at all. Right. No, it, looked, it looked like it was a modern right, construction. Right, right, right. Okay. So. That's still cool though, right? They had like nice was, soft lighting. Nice. Everything was nice. It was everything, probably a beautiful setting. Everything was really nice. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Weddings, yeah, weddings are nice. It's like the calm before the fucking storm, you know? It's like people are like people are like, Yay, we're in love. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get married. <laughs> so they uh, they they wrote their own vows and it was like a, and the and the, the bride gave like a speech and stuff and she mentioned God a lot. She's pretty religious. Who? Uh, oh, the bride? Yeah. So I was, Oh really? Yeah, and like yeah. So oh, uh, that's terrible. Uh, but she also helped promote libel the Bible. No, I know. Like so, she knows about the show. It's, it's, okay. I mean, listen. I guess you know what? She's not a hypocrite because religious people should be fucking understanding and fucking caring and love anyway, despite like whatever th- you know. If you disagree with someone else, because she, Russ, she was one of the good ones, man. She's yeah, one of the good ones. She seemed. <laughs> I liked her. She was. She was nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good good time in the Fred Flintstone house, dressing up like Fred Flintstone, uh, Bonnie Rubble. Oh shoot, we're like home invaders. 
You're like home invaders? Yeah, we were the Rubbles in like the Flintstones house. Oh, you were the Rubbles? We were the Rubbles, man. Oh, that's right. I remember I remember who Fred was. Bonnie and Betty. Yes, yes, yes. All right, well, that's that's nice that you had a nice time, Scott. You deserve a nice time. A, a nice time it was a nice because time. you have so much stress in your life. So I've many had. things are on your mind. Had, man. Had stress, man. What stress do I have? You know what I want to talk about for one brief second, Scott? Okay. I, I want to see you talk about something for one brief second. Go. I, I would like <laughs> to talk about our Patreon. Oh, okay. And remind our audience that we have one. It's at patreon.com slash libel the Bible. Um, I think we have some interesting conversations. Uh, at least our patrons say so. They reach out. They let us know. And they reach seem out. to enjoy the content on it. So if you haven't, you can go and check it out. Um, I make the first like 20 minutes or so of each episode available to listen to. Um, it's especially good if you like our discourse that isn't about the Bible per se. Um, we talk about topics at the intersection of society and religion. And um, you should go check that out. Check out our YouTube. We have a YouTube. Um, that is the preferred place for you to leave comments. Um, it's easy to leave comments. We'll get them right away. We can respond to you. Everyone has YouTube. So check out our YouTube. Leave comments. Ask questions. Uh, tell us to fuck off, not whatever hard, you need not, to do. Not hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> it might, it might be my day to look at the social media, you know? <laughs> All right, fair enough. No hard questions for Scott. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, go do that. Uh, yeah. It would be much appreciated. Do it now. Pause this shit and do it now. Well, yeah. it's what's fresh in your mind. Yeah. It's yeah. fresh on our minds. <laughs> we took the time to tell you. Now go do it. Agreed. All right. Otherwise, Scott will appear in your house. Yes. <laughs> in a weird costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We want to get into the Bible? I guess we do. Feeling kind of sluggish, I got to tell you. Do you want to get into the Bible? I guess we do. Who's we? What are you, Yahweh? <laughs> You're we all of a sudden? Yahweh. 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 Talking to Baal. What are we up to, man? What are we what are we reading here? <sighs> I think Two we're Samuel up to 12. 12. Second Samuel 12, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, crap. I jumped all the way to 17, man. Let me rewind this here. How are you on 17, bro? Because I just clicked the wrong shit, man. Oh, oh yeah, because yeah, remember at the end of 11, we said we were going to have to start at 11 because it was one of those weird fucking like transitions into the next chapter. <laughs> yeah, so you want me to get into that, man? Let's get into Second it. Second Samuel 11, even though we're doing 12, we got to go back to 11. The last uh, section, Nathan condemns it's, by the David. Way, it's it's like, and is it part of verse 27? It's got to be. It's, it's a bad edit. Nathan condemns David. But the thing that David had done displeased him. Man, what? Famous Nathan. Famous. <laughs> I thought we settled this. Wait, wait. So every time I see Nathan, I got to say famous Nathan? Then, then people are going to think we're not taking it seriously. No, this. <laughs> you know what? You're right, Scott. You know what? All right. Here. It's important that people think we take this seriously. Famous Nathan contempt, contemns David. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord, comma. You and, know what he had done. End of chapter. 
Remember, he banged that broad on the roof or whatever. He saw that chick on the roof. He was like, yo, check out them girl with those big, big titties. So, so, so was he fiddling He's on like, the roof? I called that girl every night <laughs> on the telephone. Man, what you talking about on the telephone? The girl with the big, big titties. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Um, we're going to get right back to the show. But before we do, we'd like to invite you to come visit our Patreon. Each week, we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion. We explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions, such as schools, workplaces, and government. In addition, we'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches. So, after this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash libelthebible and join in the conversation. And now, back to the show. Yeah, so he was up on the roof with that girl, right? So I was making a joke while you were doing that. I was like, was he fiddling on the roof? Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, I get on. it. Come on. By so, the way, speaking of fiddler on the roof, have you seen the controversy with Bradley Cooper? I saw that he wears a prosthetic nose that makes it much larger than his real nose, but approximates the person he's playing. Have you seen the person that he's playing? Yeah, he's got a huge nose. Are you serious? No, I don't know. Have you seen the person that he's playing? Not really. Okay. There is nothing distinct about this person's nose. Really? Nothing distinct at all about this person's nose. Okay? What is that all and about? And the that? fact that Bradley Cooper decided he's played like historical characters throughout his career and he's never like worn prosthetics. It's a bizarre choice to make. Like an American sniper? I know he put on weight, you know, for that. Like, he he packed on, like, pounds. But he didn't get, like, a prosthetic long sniper finger, right, to pull the trigger? He didn't do that. You <laughs> <laughs> said he's never put prosthetics on for a... For Here's, a so I'm Russ, showing Russ, Scott, showing like, the... a photo of the composer and Bradley Cooper. And you tell me if Bradley Cooper's no, nose... this is no. ...has anything to do with what the composer looks like. Not, not at all. At not... all. He he's made to look like like a, like some Rod Serling Twilight Zone. He's character. made to look like a Nazi anti-Jew propaganda poster. Wow! And the man that he's playing is actually a handsome, non-Jewish-looking man with like a square jaw and a completely normal nose. That's, Am I wrong? At that angle, you're absolutely one hundred percent right. That that seems Bradley Cooper looks cartoonish. That doesn't even look real. So Bradley Cooper is going to play Leonard Bernstein, a very famous composer in American music history, a famous New Yorker. Um, and he has decided to portray it with like a prosthetic nose. So you can go online, look up Bradley Cooper's <laughs> prosthetic nose and compare it to Bernstein's. And it is nothing like Bernstein's. So the thing is, it's like Jew face was trending on Twitter as a result of this. No. That's how it came on my radar. I went to Twitter or X. It's called <laughs> X now. Fucking idiot. That guy's a fucking idiot. Money so, doesn't mean brains. <laughs> absolutely. All you need is a rich daddy it's who has a fucking gold mine in fucking apartheid South Africa to fucking give you $25 million to start. Is that what, is that how it happened? Yeah, back when twenty five million. The, back when twenty five million was like two hundred and fifty yeah, million. Yeah. So when I, this whole Bradley Cooper controversy, when I heard about it, I was like, hold on, have Jewish people been portrayed with big noses in a hurtful way throughout history? And of course, the answer is eh, maybe yes. 
But then my, 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 my what I was going to say was, if the guy he's portraying has an unusually large nose, like it was a distinct feature, and he was known for his nose, then I would I personally wouldn't have a problem with him having a prosthetic nose. Again, he's showing me another picture from like pretty face on straight from a on straight him. on angle. Nah, it's proportional to his face. Doesn't look any bigger than my nose. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's it's bizarre the choice uh, that Bradley Cooper has so made. So Bradley Cooper made that choice or I, was given that choice and went with it? Honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think he made that choice. He decided he was going to do it. Hmm. And then they were like, okay, cool. I just want to know if he came up with the idea. I don't even... I'm not even saying... Because if he didn't come up I with think the idea... He can, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yes, I'm answering... I think he came up with the idea. I think he wanted to do that. All right, because I was going to say... For he, whatever reason, I think maybe like his method or whatever, he was like, this is what I want to do with this character. I was going to say, if he didn't come up with the idea, maybe he was just following orders, man. Yeah. I heard he's going to do blackface in his next role. <laughs> just following orders. And he's going to be like, what? I'm playing Sammy Davis Jr.? That brings us to <laughs> second Samuel. What'd you 12. think? Of, you're like, hmm. Yeah. I was actually. Were you thinking, considering him as I Sammy was, I was Davis like, what Jr.? What do a good Sammy Davis Jr.? <laughs> Bradley Cooper is immensely talented, man. He's a good actor. Uh, because he's a blank slate, right? That's what we determined. Well, to be a really good actor, you just got to be a blank slate with no convictions, no nothing. You're just a blank slate. Yes and no. No, man, we already came to this conclusion, You have to I be think. able to tap into, like, human emotion to be a, a good actor. That's why Tom Cruise is perfect for, like, his action roles because he doesn't have to tap into any of that human emotion. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he wouldn't know anything about that shit. But, like, really great actors have to fucking mind that well. And you have to have an emotional intelligence. Yeah. He used to chain Katie... Uh... What was his wife's name? <laughs> Let's move on, yeah. man. Let's not do Family Guys. Second <laughs> uh, Samuel 12. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. And it picks up in mid-sentence. And it picks up in mid-sentence. So I want to go back and I'm going to just read it like straight So remember, through. David wound up like... Fiddling on the roof. <laughs> fiddling on the roof with, yes, a married woman, I think. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. And the Lord sent Nathan to David. He came to him and said to him, There were two men in a certain city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb that he had bought. Oh, a ewe lamb? That's like a female, right? I think a ewe is a young lamb. It's like, not like a female? A, like a kid to a goat is a ewe. I don't know. Um, now where was I man you uh, were he, at the ewe lamb he brought it up and it grew up with him and with his children it used to eat of his meager fare and drink from sheep. his cup and lie in his bosom and it was like a daughter to him see oh, he's really into this uh, it's it's like Mary had a, it's the original Mary had a little lamb oh maybe maybe now there came a I'm sorry whose lamb the, is this and the Lord uh, sent Nathan, Nathan to David. He came to him and said, "No, to no, 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 no." He said, "The rich man." Oh, he's just telling him a parable, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. It's a, story, it's a yeah. parable. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, so we're in the middle of a parable. 
<laughs> I'm like, what? I'm looking up definitions. No, I get it, you know man. what I, I mean? It, it's I like, get it. you're all over the place, man. That's why we need somebody in the booth doing that shit. That's right. We need some. We need five people, like a whole team, managing our content. <laughs> now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was loath to take one of his own flock or herd to prepare for the wayfarer who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared that for the guest who had come to him. What? Yeah. So this fucking traveler shows up. The rich guy's got all this shit. Yeah. And he's forced to feed the guy. So he steals the poor man's shit because it's never fucking enough, Rusty. It's never fucking enough. It's not enough that I must win. But well, you must also lose. Let's see if David, who is like the president of Israel, right? Let's see. If he protects the people. Because remember earlier I was complaining about the government doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And how it was like a recent problem. Maybe it extends all the way back to biblical times. I don't know. Governments were super functional back then, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> like everything else was super functional. They really cared for the people. Yeah. All right. So now the rich man took the poor man's uh, whatever, you, that he grew up with, treated like a daughter. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. He said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. He shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Well, you know what the problem is? If someone kills your child, right? You know, like the punishment isn't like he shall replace the child with four more children because the lamb was like a part of the family. Yeah, he doesn't need four fucking lambs. He needs one lamb. He wants that lamb that he loved. If he had four lambs, he might not have noticed that you took one, but you took his only fucking lamb. Although now that I think about it, it seems like a sick relationship that he had with this <laughs> lamb. I mean, the story probably was this: the, the rich man was the poor man's father, and the poor man was still playing with his stuffed animal. So the rich man was just yanking it out of his hands like you're too fucking old for this shit. And uh, now the story has turned into this they whole just, fucking they've thing. They distorted it, this right? Ha- this happened in front of somebody who told somebody who told somebody who told somebody. Right. Wayfarer, right. some wayfarer is supposed to. Just, why are you serving some wayfarer? Yeah. Like who's a wayfarer that doesn't plan on having like food along? And the way? why does a wayfarer need like an entire lamb? And I'm sorry. By the way, by the way, do they not store any meat in anything? Every time someone comes over for dinner, you make a fresh. It it seems like it's a long process to seems, dinner time. Seems like to like sit at the table and like put food in your mouth. It's like a whole day ritual. Well, yeah, that's why they didn't invent the internet back then because like they were too busy trying to eat. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you couldn't like butcher the meat and like I guess they didn't have refrigeration. I, we, you store it on the ground, like and like, they didn't a, like have the pit. spices yet from the Middle East, from uh, what do you call it? Not the Middle East, from Asia. Couldn't they all go to Sodom and Gomorrah and just like scoop up all the salt and like oh, store it in salt? Oh shit! <laughs> hey, why do these cookies smell like salt? <laughs> too soon. <laughs> All right, so now David says the guy deserves to die. He shall restore the lamb fourfold. So does he actually die? Or like, all right, rich guy, because you're rich and powerful, the rules don't fucking apply to you. Just give the guy fucking four sheep. I wonder if he fucking kills him. I mean, I guess we're going to keep reading and maybe find out. No, wait till next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see see you later, everyone. Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. I anointed you king over Israel, and I rescued you from the hand of Saul. 
I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have added as much more. I'm sorry. Let's appreciate what this guy is doing right now. He's like going to his boss and he's telling his boss off, but he's not. He's like, he's telling his boss, yo, I had a conversation with Yahweh and this is what what Yahweh wants to say to you. (laughs) But doesn't Yahweh talk to David directly? So why would Yahweh talk to David through Nathan, famous Nathan? Did we talk about the secretary thing? Like he's gotten too big now? Like he doesn't take direct calls even from God? Yeah. We did talk about that. So that's what he's big time in God. Yeah. That's fucked up, man. He's got his feet up on a desk. Fat ass cigar. I I mean, I could see it. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Did they tell this story or is this the first time we're hearing about this? Well, this is what happened oh, right. in right. the previous chapter. This right. is why the Lord was displeased. Like this right. whole thing started with the but the Lord was displeased with what Dave had done. This is what he's displeased with. So far, this is more evidence that the Lord might not exist because if the Lord was really displeased, like why hasn't he done anything about this? He ha- he's sending famous Nathan. Nathan's saying that. Famous Nathan. Famous Nathan is saying that. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house, for you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, I will raise up trouble against you from within your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in broad daylight. Yo, God's going to cuck David. Whoa. In broad daylight. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and in broad daylight. David said to... I'm sorry, but that seems more like a punishment to his, like, wives. Like, so Yahweh's like, I'm going to give your wives to your neighbor and let your neighbors fuck them, like, in public. Like, why would... is Who's being punished here? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really strange. Like, I can understand if Yahweh's like, I'm going to give you to your neighbor and he can, like, sodomize you in front of everybody. Then that's, like, humiliation. You know what I mean? That's, like, Black Mirror, like, president or, like, prime minister fucking the pig. You know, that I get. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's weird. How how long after Genesis was all this? Thousands of years, right? So this is... Women are still being treated like property. This is about 4,000 years after Genesis. And we're still treating women like this. Maybe 5,000 years after Genesis. If Genesis was... This is about 1,000 years before Christ right now. Mm. That's where we are, give or take. I figured we'd be further along in, like, our, you know, pro-woman beliefs and our non-misogyny. I mean, yes, compared to like where we, you would think because we are so evolved now exactly. in how like women are treated and viewed. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan said to David, now the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child born to you shall die. Then famous Nathan went to his house. You know what I think happened here? I think that David came up with Hebrew National, and then Nathan oh, took that shit. and was like, you know what? I'm going to make my own fucking Frank. It's like what all the candy bags Hebrew did back National. Hmm. David, he's like the king of the Hebrews. Yeah. The Hebs, the Hebs. Yeah, all right, man. 
So Bathsheba's, I'm just saying, man. So Bathsheba's child dies. The Lord struck the child whom Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became very ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child. David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. The elders of his house stood beside him, urging him to rise from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. On the seventh day the child died, and the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, While the child was still alive, we spoke to him, and he did not listen to us. How then can we tell him the child is dead? He may do himself some harm. But when David saw that his servants were whispering together, he perceived that the child was dead. And David said to his servants, Is the child dead? They said, He is dead. <laughs> some great writing. So wait, the child is dead. Dead? Okay. Wait, but I'm not listening. Dead? All right, so... uh Hmm. On the seventh day, the child. Uh, okay, right. All right. So while the child was while the child was sick, he was. They couldn't really speak to him. Okay, that makes sense. I right. feel like this entire book is just people that talk to God, know that God is all powerful and vindictive, mm. and doesn't like you straying from anything that He says is allowed. And the entire book is just filled with people that like disobey God and get punished by God. Well, isn't that what ultimately the Bible is used as now? Like a like a, a like a fear tactic. Yeah, like to like, keep you on I course. Feel like it's like a fear yeah. tactic. Oh. Yeah. I mean, so let me ask you a question. How much of people born into religion? How much of it is just a lack of IQ and their inability to like see through the, how fucking ludicrous this is versus indoctrination being a real thing. You know what I mean? And you believe it. All right. Well, let's see. Let's, let's pick that apart. So you're born into a Christian household. A cult. You're born into a cult. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, let's so call first, it what the, it is. The first, it's, it's a cult. The first couple of years of your life. This is just the way life is because you're not at that brain development where you like figure like figure out it's what's normal. going on. It's, Everything's it's normal. Everything's normal. Yeah. Well, when you say the first few years, up until what? I I don't I don't know. For me, few is three or four. Yeah, you know, th- you know, I'm thinking hard about this stuff at three or four. Okay. <laughs> probably not. Probably much later than that too. I don't know. Five, six, seven. You can start thinking. Like, I was almost. Know? I was not even five yet when I was like, religion is fucking stupid. Okay. Right. I don't know when I was. I was young at the time. Okay. I don't remember five days ago. So you're born, you go four or five years. Yeah, because it's just normal. It's just normal. Okay. And then, then, even if you start doubting, you know, like, this is bullshit, you got to get you're getting dragged to all the family events. And they're all based around religious right. now events. Now you're like, you're in elementary and school and fucking, you, you're being forced to go to like Sunday school. Now you're being indoctrinated. Because okay. once you can start thinking and forming your brain, yeah. if they're doing stuff to form it in a certain way, that's indoctrination. Like when you when you when you first coming up, you're just well, nothing's being molded really yet. It's just so, yeah. So now that's indoctrination, and then I believe anyone who is, I don't say IQ, but at least strong enough, somehow pulls away from their religion as they get older. In fairness, I didn't have to pull away from religion because my family wasn't religious, mm. so I was never forced into religion. Mm. So oh, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a matter of IQ. It's um, it's a lot of factors, man. It's a lot of factors. There's a lot of super intelligent people that are religious, right? So. Are there? 
Tons. <laughs> Can you name one? Couple. Who? I don't. I don't. I don't drop names. You know that. No I famous people. No, I don't drop. I don't even drop famous people's names, man. Okay, I know. I guess I. Yes, we we share like a friend. I sat with at the table at your wedding who is religious and uh, very uh, intelligent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of them. Sure. Okay. There's a few. <laughs> All right. Scattered pockets of them. Right. Hiding out in basements. <laughs> Hoping that their truth isn't exposed. Like the rebels in V. <laughs> then David rose from the ground, washed, anointed himself, and changed his clothes. He went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. He then went into his own house. And when he asked, they set food before him, and he ate. Then his servant said to him, What is this thing that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while it was alive. But when the child died, you rose and ate food. He said, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and the child may live. But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. So he's not even going to mourn properly. He's like, that's done. Didn't even really know the kid. <laughs> so every, very long. Everything he's doing goes against... Yahweh's rules. Wait, wait, wait. How does this go against? His he's rules? not following like the the rituals. Like he's supposed to like mourn the death of his child, and by not fasting, he is not mourning. Is that a rule that was discussed? I, I I'm pretty sure yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was discussed at length, but it's definitely a precedent that had been set by other fucking like prophets, if you want want to call it them that but it wasn't anything we've read so far in the bible that there have been yeah. yes yeah. yes yeah. ritual fasting after someone's death yes he is he's just mixing it up man he's he's a he's a, he's a trailblazer this fucking david guy <laughs> solomon is born then david wise old king solomon i don't know if that's the solomon all right then david solomon gets- mander <laughs> <laughs> But that gets a laugh. (laughs) Smoking cookies don't get laughs. Then David consoled his wife, Bathsheba, and went to her and lay with her. And she bore a son, and he named him Solomon. I'm sorry. Think about how misogynistic that first sentence is. Then David consoled his wife and went to her and lay with her. He consoled her. By busting a nut. She was, she was being consoled, you know? Like she was lying around all day like, oh, I really need David to show up and like, you know, lay with me. <laughs> <laughs> she was consoled. Yeah, you're right, man. And he named him Solomon. The Lord loved him and sent a message by the prophet famous Nathan. So he named him Jedida. Jedida because of the Lord. Because that is Lord. beloved of the Lord. Oh. Jedida means because beloved the Lord loved of him. the Lord. The Lord loved him. You see you see what the first four letters of that name are. Jedi, dude. Oh, Jedi. Jedi Daya. <laughs> All right, let me finish this chapter out, man. The Ammonites crushed. They crushed it, yo. Now Joab for Yeah, that could that could be either way, right? No, I the think Am- the Ammonites crush. I think they get. No, they cr- get crushed. They I'm get sure, crushed, but in, yeah. in today's like way, it's like yeah. it could be either thing. Yeah, they, they could be doing. They're the crushing play. it. Yeah. Nice. They're taking over territory. Yeah. They're not getting circumcised. Yo, how the Ammonites do? Crushed. Yeah. Oh, a uh, quick follow up. There was an episode where I told the story about being out at a dinner 
with a friend who is an intactivist. Yes, yes, yes. Meaning yes. he's an activist for against male circumcision. He yes. goes to like conferences, and I was at a dinner, and he was there, and there was another person at the dinner who happened to have gotten circumcised as an adult male. Yeah. And yeah. then the whole conversation ensued. So as a quick update, I had seen an article in the New York Times this week about a rabbi. He had just died, and he was like this famous moyle, like moyle to the stars. like, And he would perf- he performed like thousands of like brisses. And it was his obituary in the New York Times. And I send like the screenshot of it to like our intactivist friend. And that sent him off on a fucking rant for like <laughs> the next like 10 minutes. He was just like ranting about like this guy and Moyles. It was great. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up since we were talking about, I don't know. I thought well, circumcision. Everything we read is always circumcision adjacent. Right. So. I thought you were going to say they did an autopsy on the Moyle and found out he wasn't circumcised. <laughs> oh, and he was shit. A, it was a bullshit that fucking, been fucking crazy. <laughs> but in fairness, I don't think they would have had a... I don't know. All right. I'm going to teach you a little anatomy. Okay. I don't think they would have had to perform an autopsy to know if he was circumcised. I think <laughs> if they had just pulled his pants down, that would have been like... Oh. That would have been Why'd enough to see. Why'd they pull his pants down? <laughs> <laughs> like, unless it's for an autopsy. To see if he's circumcised. Oh, all right. So it was curious. Imagine. That would be awesome. But then you'd have to doubt that story because he was a moil to the stars. Like, if anybody, like, it would be like a crazy moment would be that guy not being circumcised. So you'd say, that's bullshit. I want to see the actual coroner's report, man. I want to see Obama's long-form birth right. certificate. Right. Like, we all know that wasn't JFK on that slab. Come on, man. Come on. Open your eyes. And then, you know what would be funny? If that... They didn't tell you that he wasn't circumcised. They just, for some reason, had a picture of his naked body in the newspaper for his obituary. And the eagle-eyed person goes, yo, that dude ain't circumcised. Yeah, that's how it comes out. Because they always have pictures of naked, (laughs) dead bodies in the obituary section of the Times. Moyles to the stars should start that. The Ammonites crushed. Now Joab fought against Rabbah of the Ammonites and took the royal city. Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah. Moreover, I have taken the water city. Now then, (laughs) this is awfully read. Now then, gather the rest of the people together, encamp against the city, and take it, lest I myself take the city, and it is called by my name. So David gathered all the people together and went to Rabbah and fought against it and took it. He took the crown of Milcom from his head. The weight of it was a talent of gold, and in it was a precious stone, and it was placed on David's head. He also brought forth the spoil of the city, a very great amount. He brought out the you people... You think the spoil of the city, they're talking about like the stinky women? <laughs> <laughs> the spoil. Maybe they brought in like all the spoiled food and the sewage, and David was like, why the fuck are you bringing me this? <laughs> This is what this city's worth. It's right. garbage. It's a garbage city. <laughs> it's a water city. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. uh, like Venice, you know, which is basically like a sewer. You're like yeah. you're floating in gondolas on top of like sewer water. It's a water city. That water is urine and diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. This fucking city's gross. Uh, he brought out the people who were in it and set them to work with saws and iron picks and iron axes or sent them to the brickworks. 
Thus he did to all the cities of the Ammonites. Probably to build pipes to pipe out all that shit that was like near him. <laughs> then David and all the people returned to Jerusalem. Oh. Where it didn't smell like shit. So um, wh- why did this happen? Like wh- who was Joab to go smack around you know the Ammonites and then come back and tell David, go take the city or I'm going to take it for myself and name it after my son. Like who the fuck is Joab? David took it upon himself to be nice to some like Amorite like person. Mm. But then that Amorite person was given that advice by his like advisors. Remember like, don't trust this guy. And then David sent like emissaries and the emissaries were like, their beards were like shaved off. Like some fucking, you remember that? Like they shaved like half their beards or something. They had to go hide out. Like there was like a whole fucked up situation. And then that's when Joab like fucking snapped because that's like the biggest disrespect. You know, that's like getting slapped with like a white glove back in like, you know. France back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, So there's like a lot of beef that's going on with this particular like group of people. But but also there's like a lot of incursions from like, you know, all sides, I guess. It's they're fighting over land. Mm. They're fighting over land, Scott. Resources. That's what it's always about. You know, at the end of like all the whys, it's always money or women. Yeah, of course. At the end of the trail of wise. Yeah. All right. So he took another city. Good for David. Took the crown off the dude's head, too. What can you mean that? I'm going to wear that shit now. It'd be funny if he had lice and he didn't tell David. <laughs> Sucker. I, I mean, it was lice. a shitty city. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, got the, you, got, you got the head bugs. Second uh. Samuel 13. Amnon and Tamar. You think these are names that are going to be important? I hope so, because Tamar, I think, was a famous Cardassian in Star Trek. Tamar. I think Tamar. Yeah. Tamar. Okay. No, it was Damar. Like that. No, it was Damar. Forget it. I'll, I like Tamar. I'll say Tamar, because I said Tamar. That's probably his sister. But right? I like Tamar. That's probably his sister. Amnon. 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 Some time passed. David's son, Absalom, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar. And David's son, Amnon, fell in love with her. All right, so... Wait a minute. We're talking about... Uncle to niece? No, David's son had a sister. It literally says sister. It's his sister. He's in love with his sister. (sighs) Okay. So they're both David's children. I'm going to assume they're from different moms, so that makes it all right. (laughs) (laughs) Only in Idaho. <laughs> David's son, Absalom, had a beautiful sister. Because that makes it all right. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you're not going to risk the public shame and the possible genetic difficulties that come like for some ugly chick. I mean, in fairness, Abraham was married to Sarah, and that was his sister, apparently. Remember that? That and she, whole situation? Sarah was beautiful. Sarah's hot. Yeah. So he had to marry a sister. He couldn't let some other guy fucking have her, you know? Right, he would have been stuck with that ugly dude's ugly sister. Yeah, <laughs> you're looking be, over at each he'd other. He'd be damned if he was gonna let some. Just <laughs> <laughs> right. watch. Amnon was so tormented that he made himself ill because of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and it seemed impossible to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab. 
the son of David's brother Shemaiah. And Jonadab was a very crafty man. So this is cousin. And he's just my type. He's crafty. <laughs> he said to him, O oh, son of the king, why are you so haggard morning after morning? <laughs> Will you not tell me? Because that's a totally normal way to speak like, to your friend. <laughs> Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab said to him, lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, let my sister Tamar come and give me something to eat and prepare the food in my sight so that I may see it and eat it from her hand. Yeah, because there's nothing suspicious about that very specific request. I like his feeding fetish. I'm okay with it. <laughs> is, is, he, is this like one of those things where like you go to the movies and your friend's like, yo, poke a hole in the bottom of your popcorn and stick your dick through. And then when she reaches in and she feels your dick, if she doesn't pull away, you know what I mean? So my dick's going to be sitting in a jug of stale popcorn for like 45 minutes by, by the time the hand gets that, down that far. Uh, oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's my junk in a box. <laughs> do you remember that skit? Yes. I do remember that skit. I don't remember the shark skit. All right. Land shark. So you really don't remember cheeburger, cheeburger, cheeburger. I feel like they were memes like that said cheap. There's a website called cheeburger.com and it's like all goofy memes, I think. Man, delete that. I'm, not, I'm just fucking free advertising for those fucking people. All right. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. Uh, it's like the Brady Bunch when fucking Peter wanted to meet uh, Joe, uh, Joe Namath. So Amnon lay down, or Bobby. <laughs> Is that the one with the tiki? Nah, that was a different one. That was when they went to Hawaii and Greg fucking fell surfing. Yeah. I'm thinking of fucking Brady Bunch in my head. Shut up. I'm thinking of the Grand Canyon episode. Yo, we should do a freaking... uh, A Brady Bunch... I was going to say James Brady podcast. I meant Brady Bunch. Yeah, we should do James Brady. James Brady was the guy that got shot when Reagan was fucking shot. And they, they pass like all those gun bills mm. called like the Brady laws. That's right. Okay. Because he got it bad. So Amnon laid down and pretended to be ill. Uh. <laughs> My tummy hurts. <laughs> and when the king came, I'm sick. My dick is sneezing. <laughs> ew, ew. You're making an STD joke. And when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please let my sister Tamar come and make a couple of cakes in my sight so that I may eat them from her hand. Isn't cake like another term for like a woman's buttocks? Well, you know. Like her cakes, you know. Cake like by the cake. ocean. That song? That's not about cake by the ocean. It's about sex by the ocean. Oh, shit. Uh, so cake they, is like. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just wondering like how like. Like, D- David doesn't be like, why are you so suspicious? Like, it has to be made in front of you. Like, we're trying to poison you. Like, what the hell is that about? And make sure, like, she wears, like, a really short skirt with no underwear when yeah. she's uh, baking. Yeah. And open up that washing machine <laughs> and tell her there's something way in the back of the drum she has to get out. <laughs> 
Oh, that'd be if it was a stepmom. No, no, okay. Could be a stepsister. Well, it's a half sister at least, right? <coughs> then David sent home to Tamar, saying, "What?" Then David sent home to Tamar. What does that mean? Like sent a message, maybe. Then David no. sent home to Tamar, like, saying, "Go to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him." <laughs> She's like, "Fuck him! What's wrong with him?" <laughs> so Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, where he was lying down. She took dough kneaded it, hmm. made cakes in his sight, hmm. and baked the cakes. Sounds like she's got a wop. So, so wait, wait, wait. wait. Wop. So, so, so the the oven that bakes the cakes is in the bedroom? Oh, the oven that bakes the cakes <laughs> is in the bedroom, all right. Uh, so not really. Where's the oven? <laughs> is it being baked in his sight? Maybe they, oh, brought, they probably brought in like an oven. It's like a chimeneo, but like, you know, like made out of like adobe or something. Yo, man, you know how like fucking heavy oven. those fucking ovens must have been? Heavy? Probably. Well, it could have been a small oven. He's, this is like the king, man. He's like fucking, he's like Jeff Bezos. He's got like people to fucking move he's shit. He's got people, yeah. All right. Then she took the pan, or maybe he's got like an open floor plan. That's possible. And, and, and very likely, actually. Yeah. yeah. So like all that shit's there. <laughs> then she took the pan and set them before him. But he refused to eat. And then said, send out everyone from me. So everyone went out from him. How many people were in his house? I mean, there's probably a, lot, a good amount of people, like servants, you know, like his butler, his maids. You know what? Then it's not an open floor plan. It's more elaborate than that. Why? Oh, you know. You still need servants. It's a big space. Yeah, but you know what? The... Oven could be in the bedroom because it would double as like a fireplace to keep warm at night. So yeah, there would be a there probably is a fucking oven in his his non open floor plan bedroom. I gotta say, Scott, we are now like what is this like the tenth, eleventh, twelfth book? I don't think you've broken down the logistics. <laughs> <laughs> like some weird shits happened so far, and I don't think you've broken down the logistics <laughs> of anything that's occurred. As much as this, like you were trying to figure this this particular I thing what out. What house looks like? <laughs> I stayed like, in the Flintstone room. Unquestioningly, just gone along with everything that's occurred <laughs> up until now. I'm putting my foot down when there's a fucking Betty Crocker oven in his bedroom. Yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna have to break out the cat on our computer to like fucking. Put together a floor plan. We should do that. Like once we go video, we become a vodcast. Let's do it. We'll have like animations like a that. Vodcast. I don't know Is what that what it's called? I have no idea. I just kind of made it up on the fly. Right. Vodcast. Yeah. Where was I? Yeah, he, she was. He, she was baking some cakes. Yeah, but when she brought them near to him, he took hold of her and said, "Wait." So then, oh, blah, he sent everyone out. You're up to verse ten. He just sent there. Told everybody, get the fuck out of my house. So everyone went out for him. Okay, 2 Samuel 13, verse 10. Then Amnon said to Tamar, bring the food into the chamber so that I may eat from your hand. <laughs> That's gross, man. I got to say, there's nothing I hate more than like, I'm sitting next to like, you know, Amy. And she's like, here, try this. And she extends like food, like up to like my mouth. Like, she knows not to do it now, but, like, I hate when people do that shit. Oh, so usually like, when people do that to me, I usually get on all fours and eat it from them. From their <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, maybe 
fine. Listen, whatever, whatever your kink is, man. I'm not going to kink. Well, now it's in your head, man. So you'll, you'll be telling a different story next week about the hand that's proffered to you full of food. Then Amnon said to Tamar, bring the food into the chamber so that I may eat from your hand. So Tamar took the cake she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon, her brother. But when she brought them near him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, come, lie with me, my sister. She answered him, No, my brother, do not force me, for such a thing is not done in Israel. Do not do anything so vile. As for me, where could I carry my shame? And as for you, you would be as one of the scoundrels in Israel. Now therefore I beg you, speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. So she's basically saying, you got to ask for permission. You can't just have... You can't... She's not, like, objecting to, like, you're my fucking brother or any of that. You haven't taken the necessary steps. Because she understands what she is and her station in life is. Right. If she's ordered to do this, she's going to have to do this. She's a princess and, like, right, she's probably being saved for someone. Or, or, maybe... This has been tension going back and forth. They they both want this to happen, Mm -hmm. but she's like, yo, we got to do it right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, so... In your so in your mind, the woman wants it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just getting that. Straight. This woman, no, not this woman, not the, this particular woman. Listen, man, I'm just throwing out possibilities. Sure. Okay. Why? Why would he give her this? Why would she give him this information? Hey, listen, dude, if you really want to fuck me, this is what you got to do: take these forms, fill them out, bring them to the office, have the king stamp them, and then then we're good to go. Sure. Like, why give him the instructions? No, because she wants it, Scott. Right. Right. She wants it. <laughs> I don't like the way you're saying it. <laughs> no. I think you're being very clear. She wants it. Uh, I'm saying it's a possibility. We don't know yet. But he would not listen to her. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. <sighs> All right. So that's rape. Yeah, which right. you said, like, there's no problems making jokes about rape. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to joke about it, but you did say that she wanted it. Well, apparently she did not. I said before you read that, it's a possibility. I was like, let's not be too harsh until we get all the facts. And the very next sentence was the fact we needed to realize, you know. Okay. Proceeding, there's a possibility. There was a lot of, like, absolutes being thrown around. <laughs> But all right. Second Samuel. So, what are the walls made out of? Like, how far did people out of there so they don't hear? They don't hear the rape. (laughs) Then Amnon was seized with a very great loathing for her. Indeed, his loathing was even greater than the lust he had felt for her. Amnon said to her, "Get out!" But she said to him, "No, my brother." For this wrong in sending me away is greater than the other that you did to me. But he would not listen to her. He called the young man who served him and said, Put this woman out of my presence and bolt the door after her. Now she was wearing an ornamented robe with sleeves, for this is how the virgin daughters of the king were clothed in earlier times. So his servant put her out and bolted the door after her. But Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the long robe that she was wearing. She put her hand on her head and went away, crying aloud as she went. The first walk of shame. This is horrible. 
So getting back to those parentheses, like I said last time, yeah, it's definitely that stuff's added for clarification after the fact. That wasn't in the original Bible. The parentheses. Yeah, that's the second time in a row that they've come up, and it definitely looks like it was written after to, to clarify what right. was written. Okay. So rapes the this uh, woman, <laughs> throws her out d- disgracefully, and then she tears up her shit, throws ashes on herself, and this is um. It's not good, man. So he was infatuated with her. He took her forcefully, and when he was done, he was, like, disgusted by her. Yeah. Or was he disgusted with himself? So that is the point. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I brought that up. Oh, okay. To emphasize, like, what is really underlying why he was disgusted with her. So what do you think, man? What do you think? I said that is the point. I think because of what he did, she reflects his horrible action. All right, so I'm going to take this. What stance it's, of- they call it? They call it um, post post ejaculate clarity or post nut post nut clarity is what it's called. You know, like you get all crazy, I'm you get fam- all I'm crazy, fam- and then you drop a load, and you're like, "Holy fuck, man! Am I thinking clearly now?" So maybe he's not disgusted with himself. Maybe he's just a psychopath, sociopath. He's just like, he he had his fill. He got what he wanted. Then he was like, he wants to humiliate. And, th- and maybe this game is going to continue. Maybe this is a whole fucking dance they're doing. She wanted this and it was role playing. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on record, right, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I am not. This is like like six thousand years ago before Pornhub, where like she's forced to walk around with like ejaculate on her face, like in public. <laughs> you know, that's what this is. They're playing a game, man. He's still <sighs> keep going, man. You're giving me no, ideas for me. my next search. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be one of those lost episodes, right? They'll find this after we die. Play <laughs> this somehow. Her brother Absalom said to her, "Has Amnon, your brother, been with you?" Sure looks like it. <laughs> Wait. I know that semen. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Has Amnon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this to heart. <laughs> yeah, this, this rape was all right. Is he was, telling her not to be upset? Pretty much, yeah. So Tamar remained a desolate woman in her brother Absalom's house. When King David heard of all these things, he became very angry. But he would not punish his son Amnon because he loved him, for he was his firstborn. But Absalom spoke to Amnon neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had raped his sister, Tamar. Well, I got to tell you, he better be looking over both shoulders now. Right. You think uh, Amnon is coming for Absalom? He's talking about uh, he hated. Like when you hate in the Bible, yeah. some, some shit's going to go down, man. Well, I think that that is a good stopping off point then. And maybe next time uh, the two brothers will... Uh, Converge. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to stop in the middle of the chapter? That wasn't the end? 
No, man. Scroll down, man. There's a whole... Oh, my God. Our questions might be answered this week. You don't have to wait till next week. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Absalom avenges the violation of his sister. All right. I totally didn't see that. I hit next page. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, 2 Samuel 13, verse 23. After two full years, Absalom had sheep shears at Balhazar, which is near Ephraim. And Absalom invited all the king's sons. Is that the hill country of Ephraim? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not at this point. At this point, they probably flattened that shit out. You know, they built like roads and tunnels, you know, like fucking... Like dwarves. (laughs) (laughs) Like dwarves. The dwarves, like in the Lord of the Rings and everything, they're they're miners. They're always tunneling through shit. (laughs) Absalom came to the king and said... Your servant has sheep shears. Will the king and his servants please go with your servant? Your servant has sheep shears. Will the king and his servants please go with your servant? Your servant being him? Is he calling uh, himself conf- your I'm servant? Why a- is this written? By the way, <laughs> why is Absalom so close in name to his brother? Like, they both have, like, Ab names. Mm. They're like Ab fucking Absom Absalom. Amnon and Absalom. It's like Venus and Serena. You know, commonly, you know, two sisters, they're named similarly. But they're different <laughs> letters. Venus... Serena's two distinct names. Absalom came to the king and said, your servant has sheep shearers. Is he talking about himself? Yes, I think so. So I have sheep shearers. Yes. Will the king and his servants please go with your servant? Yo, come with me. Come with I've That's got a sheep long shearers. fucking way to go say, yo, I got what you were looking for. Come. All right. But the king said to Absalom, no, my son, let us not all go or else we will be burdensome to you. He pressed him, but he would not go, but gave him his blessing. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. The the king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom pressed him until he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Absalom made a feast like a king's feast. Then Absalom commanded his servants, Watch when Amnon's heart is merry with wine. And when I say to you, strike Amnon, then kill him. Oh, shit. Do not be afraid. Have I not myself commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. So the servants of Absalom did to Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons rose and each mounted his mule and fled. (laughs) That's like some red wedding shit, man. So it's worse than that because... It would be like know, it, that was pretty bad. <laughs> it would be like if at if the red wedding was orchestrated by like Jon Snow. Yeah, I don't remember like all the roles, but yeah, all right. Still so the bad. Starks were killed at the red wedding. So it this is like if the red wedding was orchestrated by another Stark. Mm, yeah, that'd be fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because this is like family. This is like this is like when Marco Michael Corleone had Fredo killed on the boat. But the difference is, in that, he waited until, like, the mom was at least dead. Here, this guy's about to fucking kill David's, like, firstborn son, who David fucking loves. I don't know what he's thinking. I can only assume that David is going to fucking fly into a rage and murder this kid. 
And this is like all punishment for David going against Yahweh, where like all his like sons, his daughter's no longer a virgin. One of his sons is going to kill another son. And then David's probably in a fit of rage going to kill that son. All right. What I don't like is this. When he tells the servants, when I say when his heart is merry with wine, I mean, he's drunk as fuck. Yeah. I want to tell you strike. Don't be afraid. Be courageous and valiant. Yeah, you got to go kill a staggering drunk. There's no courage and valiance in that. No, I think he means like, don't be afraid of the consequences. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right, man. <clears throat> While they were on the way, the report came to David that Absalom... Wait, did I... Did I go? Did I, am I scrolling past like wait, 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 shit? No, you, you, you're in the right spot. But he goes, I like, then all the king's sons rose and each mounted his mule and fled. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, we're bouncing. We're out of here. This, this body sucks. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, you drop the gun and you fucking you leave right away. You don't stick around. While they were on the way, the report came to David that Absalom had killed all the king's sons and not one of them was left. Did that actually happen, or is this the story got twisted now? I, I because the son fled. To, I thought he, yeah. Yeah, maybe it got exaggerated. Let's read on. The king rose, <laughs> tore his garments, and lay on the ground, and all his servants who were standing by tore their garments. <laughs> but Jonadab, the son of David's brother Shimeah, said, Let not my lord suppose that they have killed all the young men, the king's sons. Amnon alone is dead. This has been determined by Absalom from the day Amnon raped his sister Tamar. Now, therefore, do not let my lord, the king, take it to heart, as if all the king's sons were dead, for Amnon alone is dead. I got to say, reading this in real time is so... I, you can give me any book, like, and I could read it, and like I can emote... When I'm reading, like, these verses and, like, the way they talk, I don't know, like, I don't know how to speak because I, I don't know how to explain it. But it's bizarre dialogue. It's bizarre yeah, language. Gotcha. It's bizarre pacing. They need to spice up this book. I, I, well, this is pretty spicy right now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, Jonadab, is, yeah. like, saying, no, 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 hold on. Well, not all the king's sons are dead. One is dead. Right. How come nobody goes, and how the how fuck do you, do you know? know that? Right. <laughs> yeah. That is bizarre. Fucking in on it, man. But Absalom fled. When the young man who kept watch looked up, he saw many people coming from the Horonim Road by the side of the mountain. Jonadab said to the king, See, the king's sons have come. Wait, does he have like a big crystal ball that he like sees like shit that's going on? Like, you know? Maybe this guy, he's like a narrator. <laughs> he's narrating this documentary. <laughs> he's like the Greek chorus. <laughs> Jonadab said to the king, See, the king's sons have come, as your servant said. So it has come about. As soon as he had finished speaking, the king's sons arrived and raised their voices and wept. And the king and all his servants also wept very bitterly. But Absalom fled and went to the Talmai son of Amihud. King of Gesher, David mourned for his son day after day. Absalom, having fled to Gesher, stayed there three years. And the heart of the king went out, yearning for Absalom, 
for he was now consoled over the death of Amnon. Okay. So when I heard that he had the sons, I thought they were there to kick ass, not to cry and let this guy go. Mm. So Absalom gets away. The king, three years later, is over it. He wants Absalom to return. He loves the son more than he mourns the death of the other one at this yeah. point. All right. Interesting. I wonder how that's going to play out. I guess we're going to have to see uh, in our next episode. Of <laughs> libel the Bible. Of libel. <laughs> I mean, are we continuing to call it libel the Bible? We're going to continue that one? We're not going to change the name of the so show? What? We're going to change it. What's that? How are we going to change it, man? You know, they say that, like, the name of the show, like, if you name it properly, helps in search engine optimization. Yeah. The problem is our show has the word Bible in it, and there's, like, five million shows that have the oh, word Bible in it. Shoot. What if we were, like... You need, like, wrote, keywords, like, atheists read the Bible. Oh, I was going to say, what if we wrote libel, not the Bible? Libel, not the Bible. Since the Bible is, like got millions of hits maybe not the bible won't have as many hits right how about <laughs> uh like big tits porn <laughs> um i bet that'll get like oh you mean clicks. for the title of the episode <laughs> they just want to talk about it <laughs> no i mean like now once we get <laughs> off the air let's watch some together <laughs> yeah i think i'm good for tonight man all right man um all that stuff, all that good the stuff. Patreon. The Patreon. Yeah. They'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Fuck, fuck yeah. off. Bye.